Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Like he had a heartbeat nine days ago and you said everything was great. What do you mean he doesn't have a heartbeat now? And they're like, we're sorry. The original appointment they went there for was no longer because she had, the baby had died. So I didn't get to meet him or hold him. There was no baby shower, no live birth. And I had to think about that because his due date would have been in October. We just passed that. It's November right now. We just passed when his due date would have been. So when I when I got the news, I was at work. I had some of the greatest guy co-workers. I didn't have a whole lot of the ladies there. They showed up a little bit later, but the guys were all there, and they were right there with me and, and patting me on the back. I was sitting on the floor, and my poor one co-worker was like, Anna, Anna, do you want to sit down? And I'm like, um, I think I am already. And he goes, well, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Did you want a chair? <laughs> you know, poor guy, he was trying. Yeah. And my other co-workers were trying. They all have kids. They they got it. And they, they knew how pro-life I was. Yeah. So it didn't matter that she's only three months along. It's your grandbaby. That was my grandbaby from yeah. the moment of conception. Sure. He was my grandbaby. And what bothered me the most was I couldn't meet him or hold him. But the Lord said, at least I let you know it was a boy. I'm like, that's true, Lord. That would have driven me nuts. Yeah. But when I first started thinking about it, I started thinking about Mary and Martha. I said, Lord, you knew that you were going to hurt them by letting their brother die. They didn't know you were going to raise them for the dead, but you knew you were going to hurt them, and it was for days. I said, so I know you're with me. And then he said this. He said, 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. Rejoice always. Pray with this, without ceasing. Give in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm like, see, don't like... Don't make me thank him. Thank you for this. Don't. So I started thanking him for everything else, everything around it. And the only thing I could come up with, food. Um, so I, everybody's like, Anna, just go home. And I'm like, Lord, what do I do at home? I don't know what to do. I'm at home. What am I going to do when I get home? And uh, of course, the Lord's like, you know, pick some soup. <laughs> oh, I can do that. So I, I made a big old pot of soup and took it over to their house with her parents. And we had a, basically a, um, a, a memorial. Or dinner, a dinner, yeah. and we got together, and um, her mom handled it great because she had already been through it, and it was my first. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, "Give me thanks," and I'm like, "I'm not thanking you for taking him." And you gotta love Hank. I got no clue. So we go to church. We're in the section of Samuel where David and Bathsheba just lost their baby, and I'm like, I know we didn't lose it because of sin. Right. It's just, you know, I don't know your purpose. I don't know what you're doing. So we were in that part right after he had died. And then Hank's doing a comfort verse. And what does he do? Rejoice always. Oh, no, he without didn't. ceasing. <laughs> and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I'm like, fine. I will thank you for taking my grandson, even though I don't know why. And then we talked about in Samuel how they worship. David worshiped the Lord. After he, his, his son had died. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, I have to thank you and I have to worship you now. And I did. And it was very healing. It really was. It was the most healing thing to do is to say, fine, I'll thank you for this. 
and then I'm going to worship you. And it was a lot of healing. And um, did the Lord stop there? No. Because time passes. Most of it's okay. It took, you know, about the first month. It was hard. And then I started thinking about the baby shower. I wasn't going to get to throw. We didn't get to have a baby shower the first time. No, Because she hemorrhaged the first baby shower, so she was on bed rest. And the second baby shower, she wound up delivering him. So I never got to have a baby shower with him. Yeah. like, I don't get to have a baby shower with this little guy. And so his name's Brandon. Brennan, not Brandon, Brennan. Sorry, I can't read y'all. Brennan David. And so, like I said, not too long ago, we were at prayer, and I had picked a scripture. And for some reason, I changed my mind and went up a few verses. And the Lord brought it back to my mind. Give me thanks for taking him. Not because you're mad and you have to, but because you're really, truly going to thank me for this. And so in prayer, I had to thank the Lord for taking him. And that time I didn't do it harshly. I did it as a thank you. Because he said to give thanks in all circumstances. He didn't tell us we could pick the circumstances that we thank him for. So I learned that from Mary and Martha. That day, day he cried with them. So I knew when I was crying that Jesus was crying with me. And he was saying, I'm, I don't want, I didn't, my intent's not to hurt you, but I got to create a purpose. Even though you don't know what it is. Right. So that's my personal testimony of how I really feel close to Mary and Martha, knowing that Jesus could have stopped it. And don't think I didn't pray for a Lazarus moment. I right. did. Sure. And I didn't know how to say it to Stevie or Emma because I'm like, you don't just like call him up like, say, hey, did she suddenly not like miscarry? And he told me, he says, we caught the baby and we had a little burial for him in a plant. I'm like, okay. All right, I guess there's not going to be a Lazarus moment, Lord. Yeah. And he's like, no. But, sorry, then, that goes back to where we don't understand the Lord and what he does. Sometimes he always has a purpose and we don't always get to know what it is right then. Right. Sometimes not ever because exactly. it's not for us to know. And it's extremely emotional, extremely. I mean, there's a lot of emotion going on right now and yeah. uh, extremely devastating. And that's not something that you just get over. No, no. And but the Lord does heal. He and does. the best thing to do is say thank you and worship him. Because in our worship, we're saying, I trust you, Lord. I don't like the situation, but I'm going to trust you through it. Yeah. And I know you have a plan, and I know you're going to do something. And I don't know what it is, but it's going to be okay. And um, he did. He made it better. So, you know, first year is always the hardest. Sure. But yeah. I got the cutest little three-year-old grandson who can talk. <laughs> He's absolutely adorable. Yeah, he knows, you know, we all know about <clears throat> changing the fuel pump. <laughs> and changing well, his hot wheels are very well taken care of. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, sometimes when our when tragedy hits, of course it affects everybody. But um, this is our moment to shine, so to speak, in um, allowing the Lord in, right, into the situation, into our hearts, right, into our prayer, into our worship, and um, and. Unfortunately, he does not have to tell us why he does what no. he does. And it, and even if it's just a, because I know a lot of people are like, and one of my coworkers, he felt bad after he said it. He goes, oh, well, she wasn't, you know, wasn't that far along. And he goes, well, that's, that's not what I mean. Because he just found out. Right. Said, that's, that's not what I mean. I said, I know what you mean. You're right. But he was still my grandson. He goes, well, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, so if nothing else, when I told them I was pro-life. They understood. I grieved just as hard for that little guy right. who I never got to meet or hold 
all I saw was a little blip on an ultrasound once, but he was still just my grandson. It wasn't like he would be, you know, when my when they were pregnant the first time, I was trying to find a, a card, and it was very difficult to find Stevie a Father's Day card because it all said father-to-be. And I'm like, what's up with this? He's already a dad. Just because he can't hold the baby doesn't mean he's not a dad. He's still taking care of the mom right. and the baby. And I was talking to the two ladies, and they're like, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, people want to think that it's not a baby until after it's born. No, no. You're not a mom true. or a yeah. dad the moment of conception. Yep. They were parents at that exact yeah. moment. I was a grandma at that exact moment. Yeah. And so if nothing else, little Brandon, Brandon, sorry, I know some, uh, I know somebody named Brandon, little Brennan taught me anything. He taught me how to give thanks in all circumstances and how to worship when I don't like the circumstance. Right. And that's one of the hardest things we will possibly do in our lives. Yes. It really is. It is. So moving along to the fun part in John chapter 12. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus, who had been raised from the dead, whom he had raised. Wait, Lazarus. Okay. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper and Martha served. But Lazarus was once of those was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. Again, again, and uh, well, uh, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. We're going to read about in Mark uh, in Mark in a minute, but in Mark fourteen, we know that they're at Simon the leper's house. Um, we don't know if he was healed, but I am. Um, or if he was still a leper, but that's not exactly a place you would normally hang out at. I couldn't find a single commentary to talk about that. I was like, I'm thinking that wouldn't have been normal to hang out at the leper's house. Um, either way, that was probably not, a. like I said, I don't know if that was normal or not. Uh, Mary was quiet as she did this. In fact, um, this was, was uh, if this was a play, Mary didn't have very, Mary would have had very few lines. Martha and the Heather, she had a lot of lines. But um, this is something I read that was interesting. She broke the flask and poured it on his head. The flask was a small bottle with a thin neck, and breaking the neck of the bottle opened it. Uh, Mark's wording indicates that she poured the entire contents of the bottle on his head of Jesus. When the guests arrived for a meal, it was customary to anoint the guest's head with a dab of oil. Here, this woman went much further than the customary greeting. She poured the entire contents of the alabaster flask of a very costly oil on the head of Jesus. And so one of the things we're learning is Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they were a very wealthy family. But they used it for the God's kingdom, for his glory. Right. Um, we don't know how they made the money. That's not the point. The point is, is they used it for the kingdom work. Jesus, uh, Mary was serving as always. And gave it back to Jesus. Because that, yep. that was, yes, you know. She gave it back. Yeah, and, put it uh, back on him. Some speculate that Simon may have been a relative of theirs since Martha was the one hosting it. You know, did they later get married? You know, was Martha and Simon late? Somebody speculated that they say it's a possibility that maybe Mary and uh, Martha and Simon got married later or got married. Hmm. But it doesn't say that, so I'm not going to go there because right. uh, you would have thought it would have said that. But they probably said more than likely, though, is he was a relative and since Mar- Martha was serving. I don't know. 
you and I go to houses and we just make ourselves at home and start serving. Cause we do. It's you're, just what we do. Hey, if you're going to come to my house, you have to make yourself at home because it's just the way it is. Exactly. So um, in verse four, so we're looking at Mark. Uh, I want to talk about Mark verse four. But one of his disciples, Jesus of Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? And then he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and, and he used to take from what he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept us for days of my burial for the poor you have with with you always, but me, you do not always have. So, um, so I love how they just spell out Judas's motive. You know, Martha is known for serving, Mary's anointing Jesus again, and Judas the thief. You know, right. <laughs> another great way to be known. Judas the thief. Yeah. But that's what, that's what, that was true. And then I thought it was interesting that, um, what was I going to read? He told her to leave her alone. Again, you know, somebody's saying something about Mary and, she, and you know, she just lets Jesus handle it. Uh, also notice Mary's never never defends herself. That's why I was talking. I've talked about that several times. She's not defending herself. She always lets Jesus do it. Even when whether Mary's complaining, Martha's complaining, or you know Jesus is is accusing her of um, not caring about the poor, uh, Mary just lets Jesus defend her. I think we need more of that. I think we need more often to let Jesus to be quiet and let Jesus defend us. Agreed. You know, Mary remains silent. Um, her gift seemed to say that he knew that she was giving him a burial gift because he was about to die. Did I just quote the wrong scripture? Oh, we are. You know what? I apologize, ladies. We're still in actually John. So I was actually just now reading John. Um, uh, was it? What did I say? No, John 12. Okay. So I was in John 12. I'm sorry. I did say that. I'm sorry. I got off track for a minute there because now we're about to go to Mark 14. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever this gospel, wherever this gospel is preached in the world, whole wide world, the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And I just thought about something going back to Judas. You knew Jesus knew he was stealing. You knew it. He Jesus totally knew. did. Of course. Jesus knew he was stealing, but he didn't tell him to stop. He gave him a chance. Mm-hmm. If Jesus stopped us every time we sinned, like as in a harsh, we'd have a very serious small population. Right. We also wouldn't be learning. We learn yeah. from mistakes. Yeah. He's, he was giving Judas grace to change. Judas chose not to. But we look at Mary, who's been very silent. She's always at the feet of Jesus. She has done something she did what she could do. So notice in Mark eight, uh, verse eight, Jesus says she has done what she could. And in verse nine, she was rewarded. So she did what she could. We, we cannot all be like Corey Ten Boone. We all can't be, um, some of the other, you, you know, ladies, you might know somebody who's really solid in the faith and does all this stuff. And you're like, well, I don't do that. No, you do what the Lord's, what you can do. Right. Everybody's different. Everybody's Everybody like, goes through different yeah. trials as raising, well. Raising your children is what you can do. You know, somebody else has a different job. We all have different things to do. So just do what you can. Don't don't look at others, unless you're being lazy, don't look at others thinking, how come I can't do that? 
You do what the Lord asks you to do. Some people are um, healers. Some people are evangelists. Right. You know, we have all different. I can't gifts. do either of those. No. <laughs> we all have different gifts. I've never healed anyone. <laughs> No, well, at least not that way. I mean, right. chicken soup and some oils, maybe, but you know, a lot like some people who can lay hands, right? So she did what she could do. Our side should not be so low we get lazy and compl- complacent, yet not so high where we can't accomplish anything. Uh, you know, Martha was always doing something, but perhaps too much, which is why Jesus rebuked her gently. Um, if you're married to a man that walks with the Lord. You know, you know, nobody has a perfect walk. I'm just saying uh, you have a husband who tries. Ask him if you're doing too much or not. My husband has no problem telling me you're doing too much. And my husband has no problem telling me, look, you need to go take a nap. <laughs> sometimes I do need to take a nap. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes but, we do no. need a nap. But he'll be the first one says you're doing too much. And I'm to me, you know, especially after listening to like Dove talk, I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I can't do. I need to do more. And Ray's like, wait, <laughs> you're doing enough. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, I'm not doing enough. You know. So that's when you need somebody that's accountable. If you're not married, um, you, in, you know, ladies, you need to have an accountability partner. Find a lady in the church who who's like you. You know, whether it's a friend or a relative or something, but somebody who can help you say, you know, you can do more, or can say, well, you're doing too much. Right. Being realistic. Sometimes we're unrealistic, you know. So, so we need somebody sometimes to bounce ideas off of. Keep us grounded. Keep, yes. But also, same time, not being too lazy. Right. So um, I think we're back at John chapter 12, 9. Now, a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also. Because of account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. <coughs> so, this is the fun part. I know this is not really a part of the Mary and Martha story and all that, but I have to ask, did no one go to that chief and say, let me see if I understand this correctly. You want to put to death a man who was raised from the dead. By Jesus. Yeah. How is this going to work again? How are we going to do it? Mm-hmm. He didn't stay dead the first time. What makes you think you can keep him dead? And that's what basically what we're saying right. is the chief priest was saying, I'm greater than Jesus. Mm-hmm. One, dear uh-huh. dear um, chief priest, I've never seen you raise anybody from the dead. Would you like to tell me how you're going to accomplish this? Or heal anybody. I'm sitting there thinking that his guys are sitting there going, I can't wait to see this. Right. Where is the popcorn? Yeah, because. <laughs> Where is the show? You're going to put a man to death who is raised from the dead. Okay. Okay. Ah, but that's the that's the pride in that chief priest thinking he's going to not only kill Jesus but Lazarus too. But because look at how great the story was. Yes, he hurt Mary and Martha. Yes, they grieved. Yes, it hurt them. Jesus already proved to them that he cared about them and he loved them. But he used them. What an honor to be used to show God's glory. Right. I mean, that was a beautiful honor. The Lord did not have to partner with them. He could nope. have chose a different family, but he chose them. He had 12 guys walking around with him. Right. They could have chosen one of them. Sure. You know. Sure, a few of them were thinking, how come I didn't get the... He me? encountered death all the time. Yeah. He could have chose anybody. Exactly. But he chose to partner with yeah. um, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Exactly. And they were his friends. Yeah. And he cared about them. So when, you know, before we look to him and say, you know, how could you, do we not think the same thing when we try to solve our own problems without prayer? You know, when we try to make decisions without prayer, we're basically telling the Lord, I got this. 
better than you. Right. You know, I'm guilty of this. I can't say a word. Right. Um, if something never out, works in our favor, no, no, by no. The way. If, if something's out of my control, then I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But if I have any bit of control in any of it, I will overthink it and try to do it myself. Yeah. Hey, yeah, high five to that. Yep, I will do that because I'm not high fiving you. High fiving me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same guess. way. I am the same. I mean, yeah. Right? So you know, we when we see Mary, she's always at Jesus's feet. She's you know full of devotion, burden, and worship, and and she's you know. And then Martha, we see that she serves because, you know, she really is a good example that it says in James 2, 26. For as a body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. We're supposed to have works. or uh, We're supposed to have works to show our faith. You know, not trying to kill yourself doing everything, but our works should show our faith. You know, that's the important part here. Our works can't get us to heaven, but we are supposed to represent Jesus and and his way. Our works is showing faith, not salvation. Right. You know, when we're saved, we have faith and we're going to want to show it. Right. You know, by by what we do. Yeah. It's our our fruit. fruit. How else do you grow fruit? You know, it's not going to sit there unless you, you know, water it and take care of it. Our life is supposed to represent Jesus. Exactly. And his ways and his actions and everything that he does. You know, and and that's what we saw here in, in, in Jesus hurt those he loved, but for the bigger picture. On account of Lazarus, many of the Jews went away and believed in him, in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, for the believer, death is not the end, but the beginning. It's the second death that you don't want. And that's why I was trying to say is here is worship and service goes together. And we always saw the worship team go out before the battles in the Old Testament. You know, before we right. serve, we should be worshiping. And Martha should have been worshiping at Jesus' feet, mm-hmm. and then got up to serve. Mm-hmm. It's going to put it in a better perspective. Right. All of a sudden, you know, oh, if there's a dirty spot on my floor. Eh, they'll live, you know. Right. Clean up in a little bit. Not a big deal. And, and that's why we want to talk again about the, the gospel message, because we want to see change, but we can't change without Jesus. And we got to accept him, you know. So if you don't know the Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, you know, we're going to go through it again. All have sinned and fallen short of glory of God. You know, we must repent of our sins. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We must be born again. That means you receive the gift that Jesus took all of our sins and died and was buried, but on the third day he rose again and then ascended to heaven to the right hand of the Father. And Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. And sometimes I like to show this at work without really saying it. You know, people are like, well, you can't really talk about Jesus at work. We're there to do a job. We are not there to, you know, I, I walked upon a person who was reading a devotional one day at work. Um, you just, I mean, it, you're not in the kitchen. I mean, I thought it was a little, you're supposed to be working. You know, we are paid to work. I mean, we're supposed to work. So you do is what you can with what you got, where you are to share the gospel. We have to transfer items mm-hmm. in our system. What do I do? I always tell the person the transfer is made. All you have to do is receive it. <laughs> I love that. Because Jesus, tran- we transferred our sins onto mm-hmm. Jesus. All we have to do is receive it. Do you put in parentheses just like Jesus? Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I can't. Uh, I can't. Uh, like I said, some people think I'm a religious nut anyway. So I try to keep it not too nutty. Tone I, it down. But if somebody asks or they hear it, 
they're going to be able to make a connection, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's why I do that. I try to do. And when so, I've had people ask, I used to always have a candy jar. I can't do it now. The way our office is done, I, I can't. Having a candy jar is a little difficult. But where we used to be, there was a, a, a little island, and it was known as the Candy Isle Island. And I finally had somebody ask me why I do it. I said because the jar is empty. We had to put our sin into it. We had to pour our sin. You know, our sin got poured into Jesus. You have to be perfect and sinless to be able to receive sin. And so I was able to explain that picture. Of course, they didn't receive it, but... That's okay. They know it now. So if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts he was raised from the dead, we will be saved. We could be reconciled with God so that we no longer live for ourselves, but for him who died for us and rose again. And Jesus was showing them that, that death is not the end, but the beginning. You know, we don't have to live. We can no longer... We don't have to live for ourselves, but we can live for Jesus. You know, and then you can pray and ask Jesus to forgive your sins and tell him that you want him in your life and that no longer want to live for yourself, but for him to be free in Jesus, to break the chains of bondage, to heal the brokenhearted. That's all you have to do. We have to just pray and ask. So what what is your take off of Mary and Martha, Joanna? My take is that I think that just about everybody can fit in both girls in their lifetime. Right. And, you know, and we have to be able to have a healthy balance of um, listening and learning and hearing from the Lord. Right. Instead of our own agenda, which is normally um, a distraction that's probably not supposed to be there. Right. 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 Um, We are going to pray. I want to pray if you want to receive Jesus. And if you pray this, you know, pray, you have to pray it in agreement, you have to pray it in your heart. And um, we just want to say, you know, Abba Father, you're the Holy One of Israel, and you are perfect, and you are sinless, but I am full of sin, and I don't want to be that way anymore, Lord. So I'm asking you to forgive me for where I have failed, forgive me for sinning, and I ask Jesus to live in me, to live in my heart, so that I can be a new creation. I want to walk in your ways. I want to walk in your statutes. Lord, help me and show me how I could be more like you because I don't want my old life. I was nothing but an, you know, an ant that is squishable. But through Christ, I am everything. And so, Lord, I give you it all to you. I give you my life and ask you to take it over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And we do say if you prayed that, tell your pastor. Go find a church. Find a Bible-believing church. Don't forget the assembly, get plugged in, get discipled. Jana, you want to close this out in prayer or do you have any last comments? Um, I don't have any last comments. Um, I think that everything that you have covered um, has been extremely informative and a good way we need to be reflecting on ourselves about, I guess that is a last comment. We need to be reflecting on ourselves about how we handle situations and our first go-to should be to turn to the Lord. Exactly. This, this is what we learn. Yes. Turn to the Lord instead of um, trying to handle it on our own because we're not equipped to handle right. it and on our own. And when we're grieving, when we're hurting, when we're going through something, we're not alone. Jesus is right there with us. Right. He's weeping with us. All we have to do is when we hear his voice, run to him. Or when we know we're hurting, just run to Jesus. Right. He's always there. Yes. As you already said and proved in scripture, he does not forget about us. He does not leave us. We may feel like he's not there, 
but that's not the truth. Right. He's the there. truth is he's there. Yeah, he's there. We're he's the always ones. there. Yes, and we're the ones who haven't turned to him. Right. We're the ones that walk off. Yes. He is stable. Yes. He never leaves. We are not stable. <laughs> exactly. We are unstable. <laughs> hey, and again, you can contact us at moderndayabigails at gmail.com. You can go to the website, moderndayabigails.com. It will go to Calvary Chapel Pearland because that is our church base. We are a women's ministry out group, outreach, out group, outreach, one of those words. Mm-hmm. And um, we really appreciate you listening. We thank you so much. Remember, you are loved cherished and prayed over we also have a facebook if you want to oh, message yeah. us there or you know just kind of take a look at it and we repost these as they come out we repost our podcasts some of us are not good at facebook so terrible at it we don't get to you right away it's not you personal we just forget the check right but if you message us it will ping us and let us know it will ping you i don't have that set up. okay I it'll ping me and Maybe i'll fix that <laughs> We got somebody will see it. Yes. Somebody yes. will see it. So let us close out in prayer. Am I the one yes. praying? Yes, please. Oh, Lord, you've shown us so much today, Father. May we soak it in, Father. Maybe May it permeate us, Lord. May we always remember how you work your truth, your love, your arms wrapped around us. Lord, may as is anything that hits in our life, Father, may, we, may our first go-to, Lord, even if we don't understand what just happened or what you just did, may our first go-to be to turn straight into you. May we run straight into your fatherly arms instead of crumpling to the floor and um, flipping out, Father, over something that was not in our control. Lord, may we see you for who you are. Father, sometimes our human minds cannot fathom you or who you truly are and that's okay we're not made to but may we see you with 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 your eyes with your heart with your ears father um and who you or show us father who you are and may we receive it lord and and um even if in our sorrow and in our pain lord may we always remember and know and feel you that you are there and may we may this May this be what we take away from this, Lord. And um, and we love you, Lord Jesus. We love you. And we, we do give you our praise. We do give you our worship. We give you our thanks. Yes. Father, in all that you're doing, even if we don't understand it, but in all that you're doing. And it's in your son's sweet name who died for us, who loves us, who gave his life for us so that we may live, as Anna had just pointed out, that we may live, Lord, with you for all eternity. In your son's sweet, holy name, amen. Amen. Your love, cherished, and prayed over. Thank you for listening. Take care. We love you, gals. Bye. for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.